0: I wanted to start off by thanking so many of the faithful listeners and supporters of Sovereign Nations for contributing to our mission over the past 24 hours. I am deeply grateful for your kindness and the giving that you have blessed us with. We have goals, but we have true challenges right now. And it seems like an unscalable mountain in this time of Biden's holmador. But many of you have graciously and kindly extended help to us. We will need more help in the coming months to ensure that we can keep going. But I do thank you from the bottom of my heart. We do face a crisis of justice in our nation, a situation where justice may be suppressed in the midst of a woke American revolution. It appears that the entire nation, for one reason or another, is focused on the trial brought by the thoroughly woke state of Wisconsin surrounding Kyle Rittenhouse for the deaths of Anthony Huber, Joseph Rosenbaum, and the shooting of Gage Grosecretz. And please forgive me if I have mispronounced his name. Now, this past October, Kenosha County Circuit Judge Bruce Schrader said that the three men can potentially be referred to as rioters or looters ...during the trial, but reiterated his long-standing rule that attorneys not refer to them as victims. And I would say that this decision by the judge was completely acceptable. There is also another situation going on at the same time... ...that should be an opportunity for you to understand exactly what the issues are... ...surrounding the approach of the Biden administration regarding how justice is defined... And this might help you not only in this case, but also in what's happening with the Ahmad Arbery case, and as well with the other situation that I'm about ready to concentrate on. So we will start with the Department of Homeland Security's Chief Alejandro. Myarcus, And I will reference an article from Breitbart Magazine's Neil Munro that you can read through in the show notes. I'll provide it right there. You can go and read for yourself. And the Breitbart article sums up Mayorkas' and the Biden administration's new way of understanding U.S. law in the following way. And I quote, Americans should not have a secure border until they also provide justice for migrants. That is according to Alejandro Mayorkas, the pro-migration secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Mayorkas made this radical statement after being asked Tuesday by Senator Tom Cotton, Republican from Arkansas, this question. Quote, What should be a higher priority of the United States government? Securing our border or giving amnesty to illegal aliens who are already here? So Mayorkas replied in the following way. Quote, Justice is our priority. That includes securing our border and providing relief to those migrants who qualify for it under our laws, end quote. So Cotton asked Mayorkas to compare his border security record to President Donald Trump's border numbers. Quote, are you satisfied that two and a half times as many illegal migrants have crossed into this country this year compared to last year? no. I'm not, replied Mayorkas, who then added, but worse is to promulgate and operationalize a policy that defies our values as a nation. So Mayorkas and the Biden administration have decided to ignore our current U.S. laws regarding immigration and allow unvetted, unchecked, unverified migration into our nation – and then we'll supply free flights, lodging, education, and food for those migrants. And then the Biden administration will attempt to find those immigrants' jobs in an already tough sector. They will also not require vaccinations for these migrants. But Mayorkas believes that these migrants need to be insured justice. But what justice is Mayorkas referring to? Equal justice under the law, according to Mayorkas, is not equal justice based upon evidence, objective facts, and the sworn testimony of those that are eyewitnesses. And I'm using both situations here, both Rittenhouse and what's happening here. You see clear law. You see people clearly coming into our nation illegally. And you are ignoring all the objective facts. As a matter of fact, what you're doing is you're encouraging this. And anyone that tries to stop them from coming in, well, they're the ones that are guilty. They're the bad ones. They're the ones that need to be prosecuted. Much like when you have a riot going on, a revolutionary riot, burning of buildings, beating of people, setting things on fire everywhere. And if somebody tries to stop it, They're the bad guy. So, no, Mayorkas is not talking about justice, the righting of wrongs in the equal playing field for everyone under the law. Mayorkas is talking about social justice, critical social justice. Now, Mark Krikorian, the director of the Center for Immigration Studies, states this, Mayorkas doesn't even consider the possibility that there are competing justice interests here. By not recognizing the damage caused to Americans by loose immigration, Mayorkas subordinates the enforcement of Americans' immigration laws to his own vision of justice for migrants. Krikorian goes on and says the following, There's no question of justice for Americans, whether less skilled Americans, whether it is the American people in general who have an interest in sovereign borders. What he's saying is that there's only one aspect of justice that's relevant here, and that is justice for illegal aliens. And what Mayarchus is referring to is not justice. Justice that you and I would seek if we were hit by a drunk driver. Or justice if we were in a case of intellectual property rights. Because the law says what needs to be done on an individual basis. But social justice, and in particular critical social justice, is only able to see through a collective lens. Which people groups have been wronged because of our systems. And the systems I'm referring to are constitutionalism, and capitalism, which to them have created systemic oppression. They believe that our systems and our governments have been created by white men for white men with an interest in oppressing every other minority group. So, Mayorkas is concerned about doing social justice and using our system to provide social justice to minority groups and immigrants that he believes have been marginalized. By the systems and laws that have been established in the United States of America. Not justice, but social justice. Now, as usual, Dr. James Lindsay has provided the most succinct and comprehensive definition of social justice in his Social Justice Encyclopedia, where he states, quote, The view from social justice is one that sees people in terms of their social group membership, the relationship of those social groups to societal power and privilege, and the way those positionalities intersect in a matrix of domination, oppression, and marginalization that promotes the interests of the dominant while excluding or harming everyone else. It is entirely focused on systemic power dynamics that it theorizes proceed according to factors relevant to group identity and sometimes identifies itself as being interested in group rights instead of individual rights. Its goal is to identify, expose, disrupt, dismantle, subvert, and overthrow those dynamics in a radical revolutionary process that seeks to remake the system itself in the name of its ideology, that is, the primary concern of critical social justice. It is a systemic power in society, which is the only lens through which it views both society and, in fact, our entire understanding of material reality. When critical social justice indicates that it is interested in group rights— what it is chiefly interested in is critically examining in the sense of critical theory challenging and eventually overturning all unjust systems of power in society as it sees them as a social revolution these it seeks to characterize according to membership and identity groups such as race and racism sex and gender and sexism and cisnormativity sexuality and homophobia and heteronormativity, body weight status, and thin normativity, and fat phobia, and the ability status, and ableism, and disableism, and so on. All to be understood in terms of unjust systemic power dynamics at the level of group identity and utterly unmade. Social justice is also frequently associated with a push to increase equality, or egalitarianism in society, but it views both of these in a similarly cynical fashion. Both, in fact, are considered within social justice ideological constructs of the dominant used to blind the oppressed to their oppression. Critical consciousness, the specialized awareness provided by critical social justice and an orientation toward it and its activism, is posited as the only possible remedy to this state of affairs. Social justice does not advocate for equality either, which it also sees as an oppressive ideology. Instead, it advocates for equity, which means something different and is often measured with a mind-to-historical context. The commitment to equity, not equality, in social justice is evident once one learns to recognize how often... Advocates of social justice specifically talk about inequity and inequitable systems. Equity means adjusting shares so as to make citizens equal. And historical context in this circumstance refers to using equity not only to create equality of outcome, but to do so aware of and giving reparations for historical Injustices. Equity is often pushed in concert with two other concepts central to the implementation of social justice at an institutional level diversity and inclusion, both of which are also Trojan horse terms that mean something more specific and different than what people tend to expect. Being an activist and taking up a lifelong commitment to an ongoing process of soul searching, engaging positionality, are minimum baseline requirements for social justice. This is often phrased as being a commitment to self-reflection, self-critique, and social activism. These lifelong commitments are where social justice begins, not where it ends. Further, one cannot opt out. As they often say, there is no neutrality. One can either side with critical social justice, that is, become woke, or the only other choice is to side with oppression. And that's what's going on right now with Kyle Rittenhouse. That's what's going on with Mayorkas and the border. Back to the definition, you must take sides, and only their side is acceptable. Furthermore, you can never stop. No one is ever finished is what they will admonish. One may notice that this tends to make critical social justice look rather like a godless faith. And that's more or less precisely what it is. End quote. It is a Gnostic mess of faith systems built on a conspiracy theory that white people built our society to oppress everyone except for white men. And this is what DHS Chief Mayorkas is bringing as his system of justice to migrants on the border. But it's not justice according to the law. It's social justice. It isn't real. It is surreal. It is made-up social justice that somehow is being allowed to trump actual law. So law is put aside. And why is that? Because... This is about the revolution. The revolution that was started this past year in May of 2020. The revolution to do justice and remove systemic powers of oppression from government control forever. The massive amounts of millions of people coming across our borders is an actual strategy and tool to both break our system and create a privileged class that will soon be put on a fast track for citizenship which means they will vote, and then you can have a permanent justice in America. But you may ask, what does this have to do with Kyle Rittenhouse? Well, the Biden administration, the Biden Department of Social Justice, and the Department of Homeland Security are not concerned about justice. The mainstream media who are creating lie after lie and allegation after allegation against Kyle Rittenhouse are not concerned with justice being served. They are concerned about keeping the revolution going. Because a verdict of innocence for Kyle Rittenhouse, affirming his right to self-defense, would mean that there is a precedent for other people all over the nation to defend themselves against the revolution. If Kyle Rittenhouse is found innocent, it is a major blow against the continuance of the revolution. The revolution that led to the burning of entire downtowns. The beating of innocent people just trying to defend their businesses. So many that were just trying to save their businesses were beaten senselessly by the revolutionary woke mobs. Because they represented the system the small and medium-sized businesses that made up the engine that made this nation run. They had to be squashed, because they were competition to the fascist companies that wanted the full share of all goods, products, and services, Amazon, Walmart, Target, etc., and because the system had to be destroyed. Because the entire purpose for the destruction of businesses, the burning of cities, the violence in the streets was for social justice. And to bring in a new system. Almost like an invading army would come into a nation. They would be at war. And if the invading army wins, then they get to set the systems. And if Kyle Rittenhouse is found innocent, then that means that the old system of laws, the old constitution, the old systems of law and order are still functional. What must happen for the continuance of the Revolution is, Kyle Rittenhouse must be found guilty. His carrying a firearm must be deemed problematic. His defending himself against someone trying to kill him must be pronounced to be murder. Because this is about social justice. And because, whether he knew or not at the time, Kyle Rittenhouse is a counter-revolutionary. And the corrupt socialist enviro-totalitarian authoritarians will do everything that they can to stop the counter-revolution. In other words, they will do everything that they can to stop the continuance of the United States of America. This is critical race praxis. The enforcement of critical social justice into the wheels of justice. To change it from within. To make decisions not based on individuals' guilt or innocence. To make judgments not based on objective evidence. To enforce rulings based upon collective guilt. On collective oppression. All according to their wild-eyed conspiracy theory called critical race theory. Race Marxism. Identity Marxism. That's what's coming in. That's what the Department of Social Justice under the Biden administration is trying to enforce. And the governor of Wisconsin, based upon his actions in the last 48 hours, is letting it be known that if the revolution doesn't get the decisions they want, then the revolution is going to punish the counter-revolution. The National Guard troops are almost two hours away from Kenosha. If something starts, they won't be able to respond in time to stop it. And you'd better believe that the police are going to be told to stand down. And you'd also better believe that there will be another revolutionary response happening in other parts of the United States as well. They will want to spark this entire revolution up once again. And this time, the president, Biden, will support the revolution. And they are hoping for, praying to their woke God for, a whole bunch more of Kyle Rittenhouse's to then be able to point their fingers and say, Look, a gun-toting trumper. He is trying to start a revolution. All conservatives must be investigated and prosecuted. They want that to happen. That is what you experience. That is what is at stake in Kenosha. God help us. God preserve the United States of America and bring us to a place of repentance, but also a place where men have a backbone once again to save this nation, to save this republic. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, Both Foreign and Domestic.